What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Keeping your space where you spend the majority of your time in order and decluttered and clean and balanced is going to do wonders for not just you, but everybody in the household, whether it's pets or children. Hi, welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman. Today on the show, we have Alejandra Brady. Alejandra is an interior designer, feng shui expert, biophilic designer, and author. You know, when you meet someone and you just like them, that's how it was for me with Alejandra. We met on Instagram, and I knew that I wanted to talk with her on this podcast. I was especially interested in learning about the intersection of biophilic design, feng shui, and interior design, and how these modalities support each other in the world of home design and decor. In this conversation, you'll learn about biophilic design, which Alejandra describes as the modern feng shui. It's about bringing nature into the man-made environment. She shares actionable tips on how to implement it within your home, no matter your budget or where you live. Alejandra also shares tips on how to amplify the wealth and career areas of our homes through the trifecta of, you guessed it, feng shui, biophilic design, and interior design. She has great ideas on how these items that we use in our spaces can do double or triple duty, covering all the bases of these three modalities. Also, you'll want to hear what she doesn't recommend we keep in our career center. She shares ideas for beneficial crystals to place under our pillows or beds. Plus, she tells us her top three favorite feng shui cures she uses wherever she goes. I really think you're going to love this conversation. Also, one more thing before we begin. I have to point out that there was something in the air around our conversation. Some kind of tech goblins kept logging us off our call, and Alejandra had infinite patience and was such a pro. Luckily, though, for you listeners, you won't notice any difference due to the magic of editing. And so, let's welcome our guest, Alejandra Brady. So I find this trifecta of interior design and feng shui and biophilic design so fascinating, like these three modalities that you use together. So I think most people listening to this at this point know what interior design sure. is. Yeah. yeah, That's who you guys are. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we know what interior design is and feng shui is something perhaps a little more familiar than biophilic design. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you could describe what is biophilic design. Sure. Um, since you guys, probably most of your audience, I mean, I'm a listener too of this podcast. I love this podcast. So, and I know you've had friends of mine on who have also, you know, feng shui practitioners. So feng shui is about bringing energy and balance and creating a space that is enriching to you and allows you to live the best life you can. Biophilic design has been called the modern feng shui. So it is very much overlapping. There are things, and as we go through and I give you guys tips and tricks, I can kind of tell you what's different and what's the same. But the overall 
approach to biophilic design is very similar to feng shui in that we want to bring nature into the man-made environment mm. so that we can enhance health and well-being. Biophilic design is a much newer science. It's a much newer principle, study, whatever you want to call it. It was developed by scientists where feng shui relies mainly on our intuition, you know, and obviously there's rules to feng shui, but biophilic design is like basically 100% science-based. It was scientists from Harvard and Yale who coined the term biophilic design okay. and who had studies to prove that they could show that our man-made environment just has stripped us of health and well-being because we do not get exposure to the things that our bodies need in order to thrive. Mm. So being in that man-made environment, you know, for some people, if you think about it, if they go to work early in the morning and leave late at night and they're in a cubicle without windows, they go who knows how long days without actual sunlight. And, you know, things like that can lead to obviously some health issues, depression issues, lack of creativity. Right. Yeah. You know, things of that nature, certainly well-being and health. Yeah. And so the whole purpose of biophilic design is to bring nature back into the man-made environment. Okay. Whether it's through direct interaction with nature, you know, if you have a plant in your office, that's a direct interaction with nature. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's indirect, if you're in a cubicle and you have a piece of artwork that's a nature scene, or whether it's a sense of place where you are, you know, you know when you're in Santa Fe. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, you just, right. you have a very specific sense of place. The houses are made of adobe. They've got the Kiva fireplaces. The walls have certain textures. So it's bringing those things on. Sedona is the same way. You know, when you looked out my window, there were mountains, there were rocks. You know, mm. I didn't have an inch of grass. It was all mountain. So right. it's creating that sense of space indoors to let you know where you are in this world so that it doesn't feel like you're just this formless shape that could be anywhere on the planet, especially mm -hmm. now that so many of us are working at home and stuff like that. Like you, you want to create right. your own sense of place in your own office so that it has its own environment so that you feel like this is my office. When I'm done here, I close the door and I go into my home, you know? Right. I heard you say that it could also just be like a painting or a picture of greenery or outside. Like mm -hmm. it's not just about surrounding ourselves with plants. So you said it's like the new form of feng shui. It's been called that. So some people call it that. So what I, the way I'm choosing to use my certification in biophilic design is another tool in my toolbox. Yeah. Okay. You know, so if I get called into a space, whether it's a home or actually I'll give you an example right now, I'm doing a wellness room for a very large construction company here in Florida. Okay. So they called me in and it started out as a room for one specific mother who is pumping because she just had a baby and she's going back into the office. And she said the only way she'd go back in, which is what we're finding too, right? People don't want to go back in right. to their offices. They want to stay home mm -hmm. because it's a more comfortable environment normally at home yeah. than it would be in an office. So they said they'd create this room for her to pump. And then when other people found out that there was going to be this room, they're like, well, we want to go use it too. And then the men were saying, well, we would like a timeout too. What if we just need a break? Yeah. So- it's creating a room that literally has the room they gave me to work on has no windows, <laughs> has a concrete wall, oh, has right. black carpet on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> on the opposite side, it has like a little refrigerator and a sink and it's white cabinetry with a white countertop. So, I mean, it's as basic and cold yeah. 
as you can picture it being, right? Right. So here's what I'm going to do. And it might be a great example, you know, just to kind of show how all of the modalities work together. So from an interior design point, it has to be beautiful. I'm not going to put my name to anything. You know, I want to create spaces that are aesthetically beautiful, that serve their purpose. You know, the space serves its purpose. So we need practical solutions. That's where the biophilic design comes in. I will use my intuition to see what else the space needs. That's where the feng shui comes in. And the whole point Mm. is to lead my clients or the people who are going to use that space from a state of unease into a state of clarity and ease. Yeah, You know, because she was going into that room and saying, I feel like I'm in a prison cell. Well, that's what it looks Mm. like, you know? So I'm bringing in a more comfortable couch. I'm bringing in on the practical side, a bamboo table made out of natural materials, Mm -hmm. made out of wood. So I want to bring in all the elements. Mm. I teach a course for the London School of Feng Shui every time they have first year students on all five elements and how to design, you know, do interior design with them. So I like to use everything. Yeah. So I'm leaving the concrete wall because I think it's really cool. And that can kind of be like a metal element because it's gray. Mm. And in feng shui, gray is the color of metal. Mm. And uh, we're going to have a piece of artwork blown up from one of their projects because they're a construction company. However, I was very clear that it had to show more of the landscaping than the building mm, Yeah, to make you feel like you're looking out a window when you're sitting in the room because there is no window. Oh, I love it. And yeah, we're bringing in wallpaper for the other three walls besides the concrete wall that has kind of like your plant behind you. You've got an Eureka palm. Yeah. So it's just got some greenery mixed in to liven up the space because it's a windowless room, so I won't be able to grow any real plants in there or have them thrive. You know, they're not going to do well. Right. So we're going to bring an indirect view of nature by bringing in wallpaper that has plant material, plant life on it. Uh, We're going to bring in a jute rug to cover that ugly black rug. So again, natural materials. So that's an indirect Mm. view of nature. And then we are going to have everything that she needs for her pumping. So the sense of place for her is going to be everything that she needs to make use of the room the way she needs to use it is going to be there. And for others, we'll have the bamboo workstation, we'll have comfortable chairs and pillows so that they can also go if they need a timeout. Yeah. I'm going to add a diffuser with some essential oils that they can pick from, you know, pine, juniper, lavender, depending on what they need, are all calming, but they also help bring in the feeling of being outside you know, because pine Mm, and juniper outside plants and smells. Yeah. Um, And moving that air around, circulating that air with the diffuser, because again, there's just no airflow. There's no window they can open to let fresh air in. So there's, we've got to play with other ways to bring in all these elements. (laughs) It's so crafty. And I think that there's probably going to be like a huge sign up list on like who can get into that room (laughs) or however they do it. Yeah. Everyone's just going to be like sitting in there. 15 minute increments, go (laughs) sit in the room. Right, Um, right. You know, if, if they want, we're talking about it because, you know, I always try and stay with everyone's budget too. Mm. We can also talk about bringing in some sort of, whether it's a screen, a TV, or anything that can also play music, you know, if they just want nature sounds playing while they're pumping or while they're doing something. Oh, but most of us have yeah. our phones and you can have that on your phone as well when you're in there. So if that is not right. budget friendly, you know, you can hit YouTube on your phone and go to a sound bowl meditation and just use that while you're sitting in the room. Do you have that going on in your house, in your office? Normally I do. So yeah. I, I didn't have anything on right now. I actually had right. my candle, which has like a wood wick 
uh-huh, because yes. I love the sound of it. And I'm like, ooh, that might come right. through on the mic. So I, yeah. I blew it yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but normally I have that or in front of me, I face, my desk is in command, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. in biophilic design is called prospect and refuge. Oh. So a lot of the terminology means the same, but has different names. Okay. So I found that fascinating as I was learning, you know, as I'm reading, I'm like, I know what this is, prospect and refuge is command. So my desk is very much in command in my office, but I face a solid wall. Okay. The door is to my right and a window is to my left. So I can see what's going on outside and I can see what's going on in the rest of my house. Yes. But so I have a TV that I'll either turn on to sound bowl healing if I'm working or it's a frame TV. Do you know what those are? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I have a picture, I have a landscape photo and it's a long path leading forward. So I'm not looking at a wall. It looks like I'm looking at something going off into the distance, which is something we always recommend in feng shui to people who work in cubicles, you know, so you're not facing a wall or if your desk at home faces a wall, get a piece of artwork that extends the view. You know, yeah. so I've got the nature, indirect view of nature going. I've got a long pathway to not make you feel blocked in. So there's there's so many different tools. And now it's fun because now I have all these added tools. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. So does biophilic design have as many cures as feng shui does? So it's different in that you're not using that terminology, mm-hmm. you know, um, because again, it's more science-based. Right. Okay. So Cures is probably not something that they would use. (laughs) There's kind of three main experiences. There's one that even has 14 different main experiences. As I was doing my notes for this, I wanted to focus it more on the home versus commercial spaces because those are your listeners. So I just kind of broke it down to the three main ones in biophilic design Mm -hmm. that overlap a lot with feng shui. So the listeners will, it'll it'll resonate with them, I think a little clearer. So the three main experiences are the direct view of nature. Okay. So that means you're literally, you can look out a window, you can bring in a plant, there's light in your space, mm. there's air, mm. there's water, there's a water feature, there's a vase filled with flowers, any way that you get those direct views. Because biophilic design, like feng shui, works with all five elements. So we're looking mm-hmm. at the same things. We're looking at fire, water, metal, wood, and earth. The three main areas that we're going to focus on for the house. So the first one is direct, right? Direct experience of nature. Yes. So you have light, air, water, plants, obviously lots of plants, crystals, natural materials, anything that, you know, is directly related to an element. Yes. Then you can have an indirect experience and that is your artwork, you know, anything like artwork, the furniture, what the furniture is made out of. Uh, natural colors, things that simulate air and light, like diffusers. And then um, in biophilia, they also talk about like the age and patina of furniture, either on a building or in your pieces. Also, all are considered indirect experiences of nature. Okay. And then the last one is to experience your sense in place, to kind of give you a feeling of groundedness and to know where you are. Okay. And I can tell you, over the last two years, having moved as many, we lived in our same home for 25 years. Mm. And then suddenly in 2020, we decided to sell it and move to Sedona and then move back to Tampa, then move into a rental, then move into this house. Yeah, I really needed and was missing this sense and place. Right. I really, really was not feeling grounded. Yeah, Nothing felt like I was where I was supposed to be. So having that feeling 
like, this is my space. This is where I belong. These are my things, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. as yes. a Virgo, especially I'm yep. a Virgo. So I am an mm-hmm. earth mama. I want my yes. things, <laughs> you know, yeah. and same, I want same. to feel safe in my space. So that goes back to the command position, which I'm sure you guys have heard of in feng shui yeah. and biophilic design. It's called prospect and refuge. Uh, a great example of it is like an egg chair. You know, think about the egg chairs, how you feel like you're cocooned inside of them. Yeah. But you can see what's going on all around you, yes, in yes. front of you, but you're protected all the way around you. So that's a great example. Um, when you're in a cave, that's prospect and refuge. Yeah. So there's there's protection all the way around me. I can sleep at night, which command again. Yes. You know, but I can see what's in front of me because I can look out in front of the cave and see what opportunities are coming my way. Right. You know, but I feel safe. Yeah. So it's creating that feeling inside your home with both biophilic design and feng shui. And it's using local materials, another way to really have a sense of space and know where you are. Okay. You know, I'm not going to do the decor in my home in Florida the way that I did it in Sedona. Right. They're going to be very different styles because both are going to lend towards the natural environment around them and the materials available to me. And now that we can get materials from anywhere... I still think it's super important to buy as much local as you can so that mm-hmm. your home feels like where it's from. Right. Yeah. I love that. When you were traveling around and moving from house to condo to new places, did you like have anything that you just brought with you everywhere you went or a couple things that were your centering pieces, whether it was like a crystal or a pillow, anything like that? I did. I feng shui wherever I am, mm. whether it's a hotel room mm. or wh- wherever I am, I feng shui it to the best of my ability. I usually have, you know, my sprays. I have the crystals that I sleep with under my pillows. Wherever I am, even if it's just for a few days, I buy fresh flowers just to bring in that energy. Yeah. But yes, I had my crystals and I had all my sprays and my Palo Santo and all that. Yeah. What happened with us was we thought we were only going to be gone for four months. Oh, so we sold our home in August and we're like, yeah, we'll just go to our Sedona house for four months. It'll be fun. I'm sure by February we'll find a house. Well, it turned into two years. And so I was without things for a lot longer than I thought I was going to be without them. Yeah. It served two purposes. It showed me how little I really needed in one way. Mm. But when we started unpacking and finally moving into this space, there was such a sense of feeling centered because these were my things. And I was still able to let go of a lot. I have a lot less than I used to, and I like it. Yeah. Um, and then I collected things along the way that I brought. So if you can see this crystal behind me. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah, she's a pink halite, and she's from Sedona. It's beautiful. And our Sedona home sold with everything in it. They asked us to take our clothes and go. Oh. She wanted everything because it was feng shui and designed and everything else. Yeah. So that sold. Our house that we lived in in Florida prior sold with most of the things in it as well. We asked to keep a few. Um, I have a painting that my great great grandmother painted, you know. So there's a few pieces like that. But for the most yeah. part, that sold with about 70% of the stuff in it. Oh my God. I find this to be so fascinating because it must be the energy that people walk into your spaces. They just say, we want everything. So I had to hide a few of my really big crystal specimens in Sedona before we even took pictures. I'm like, just put them under blankets in the garage because I know that they're going to want this stuff. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third time that 
we get bought out with everything. We had an apartment where my son played lacrosse because he played lacrosse all through college at Washington Lee. Okay. And so we were there so much, we got an apartment. And yeah. parents came up to me the first weekend they were there. They're like, what are you doing with everything? I'm like, I don't know yet. This was weekend one. They're like, we'll buy everything at the end. So, Oh my gosh. That's a really big compliment. I, I'm always grateful when people say things like that because it makes me feel good. Yes. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I have a question to you about your crystals under your pillow. Number one, what crystals do you sleep with? And number two, are they just right under your pillow? Like, are you putting your hand on your pillow? Are they moving around? They actually don't move around. So funny enough, and, uh, you know, we didn't talk about anything beforehand, but um, yeah. we have three little sets that we created along with the crystal company here because I am also a certified crystal healer. Okay. And I did that just for fun, just to understand yeah. crystals so that I knew what to put in people's homes, not because I lay hands on anybody. Okay. Yeah, I don't do that because most crystal healers are, you know, trained to lay hands and do the grids and all that. I'm like, I want no part of that. Okay. Mine is yeah. just to have knowledge. Right. So I know what to put in people's homes. But I created this little shui kits, we call them. So there's a sleep shui okay. for sleeping. There's a car shui and there's a pocket shui and a bra shui. You know, so my, my bra's full Love of crystals it. right now too. Yeah. I always have no, crystals sir. on me. Oh Always. Always. <laughs> like little have, teeny crystals? Yeah, little ones. Just little yeah. ones. Um, and You know, so they're always on me in some part of my being. Yeah. So my husband sleeps with an ocean jasper. That's what I have sleeping under his, his pillow at night right now. Okay. And that's a grounding one. Uh-huh. You know, and that's a great tip for people, especially if they live in high rises. Crystals can help you ground. Okay. So if you feel like your head's foggy or in the air, then rose quartz under your bed in the four cardinal directions, north, south, east, west, yeah, are great for grounding you and bringing you back down when you're sleeping. Okay. So we do have a lot of high rises here in Florida. So I do that cure a lot. So that's strictly feng shui. And so are the crystals. I mean, biophilic design's not really into the crystal thing. That's more feng shui. But I sleep with an amethyst. I, have, I rotate. So I have an amethyst heart. I have a smoky quartz. I have a beautiful pebble, actually, that I got last time I was at Miraval, which is one of the places mm. I go to recharge out in Tucson. Mm. 
that was part of a grounding ceremony. So I'll just I'll just kind of rotate. I have a selenite near my bed, but sometimes mm-hmm. the energy of the selenite is too much and keeps me awake. Oh. So some you should not have under your bed because yeah. they will probably keep you awake. Anything that's got very yang energy, so like a clear quartz yeah. is too much energy. Selenite can kind of go either way, but a lot of times. So the good ones are the rose quartzes. Angelite, which is soft blue, it's mm-hmm. in color, and that's a very soft loving, nurturing crystal as well. Also helps with your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I'd say those are the ones I'd stick to. Rose quartz, amethyst, angelite. You can play with the selenite and see how, how it works for you. Yeah. But yeah, they're great. I, you know, just don't get huge ones. Just get little round ones and stick them under your pillow. And yeah, yeah, I sleep with them every night. So they always traveled with me. I love this. I have an angelite crystal. I'm going to try that under my pillow. There you go. Let me know how it goes. Let me know if you have any different dreams or if anything happens. I will. And then don't forget to clear them. You know, you have to clear them because they're also absorbing your energy at night and helping you. So, you know, every so often I do it every full moon, you know, wash them, rinse them, take them outside, recharge them in the moon. I love it so much. Now, I feel like people listening will also want to say, okay, what can I do in my wealth corner or my career corner Okay, in the form of like either crystals, feng shui, or even biophilic design, what can amplify these areas of our home? Sure. I think that's a great question. I love it. So I'm a huge believer in having my items do multiple, triple, quadruple duty if possible, because again, as a Virgo and as a feng shui practitioner, declutter is the name of the game. It always has been for me. Mm. So I never like to invite people to add a whole bunch of different things. And people get a little exuberant when it comes to health and career areas and, you know, want to just add every single cure under the planet. Right. So I would suggest to get items that do double or triple duty. So one of my favorite ones, if you happen to have a window nearby, is a fiddle leaf fig plant. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're my absolute favorites. I love them. I have them multiple areas of my home. The leaves are round and here's why I like it. And a jade plant actually would work just as well if you have a smaller space and you can't put a, a tall tree You can do a jade plant or an orchid. And here's the reason why. Mm. So wealth, the jade, just like the fiddle leaf, just like the orchid, you know, the flowers are round for the orchid. The leaves for fiddle leaf fig and jade are round. They represent coins. So coins represent wealth. Okay. Love it. They are a wood element because all plants are considered wood element, even if it's fresh flowers. Mm -hmm. And the wood element is the element for your health gua or for your wealth gua. Right. Okay. Yep. So you're bringing in wood. Yeah. That way as well, you're bringing in coins. I like to add a gold container Okay. a lot of times because again, gold is the color of money. So that's another way to improve. And so if you get a fiddly fig in a gold container, you've already done three things and it's one item. Oh, okay. You know, you've reinforced it three different ways. Yeah. And one of the colors of the wealth area is also green. Mm -hmm. So you've got the color, you've got the element, you've got the shape, the tall vertical rectangle, Right. you know, and then you're doubling and tripling down on the shape of the coins with the leaves. I love this so much. Yeah. So the career in the Bagua is right at your front door and right when you cross the threshold into your home. Mm -hmm. And that's the easiest way to kind of gauge what area we're talking about when we talk about the career area in your home. Mm -hmm. So from a biophilic point of view, career is water. And from feng shui point of view, career is water. So these two overlap very nicely. Yes. Okay. So things that you can do is if it's possible, if it's at all possible, I love a water feature 
near your front door and have make sure the water is running towards your front door. I like to start outside because I think if you haven't looked at the outside of your home, all the work that you do on the inside is really not going to be as beneficial as it could be unless you're paying attention to the outside. And since the outside is attached to your front door and the, uh, the front door is attached to your career area, it all kind of flows together very right. nicely. Yeah. So, you know, just make sure, and I, I've heard it on your podcast before, so I'm not going to belabor it, but, you know, make sure that the hardware is clean and the door is wiped down and everything's mm. in working order. Your lights are working. Uh, you've got fresh plants outside to attract the energy. So a beautiful new doormat. So let's say all that's done. Okay. You know, you've done all your feng shui homework. You cross the threshold and you're here. Yeah. If possible, you can have artwork that has a landscape or and a waterfall feature, or not just waterfall, but any kind of water feature or water feel to it. Mm. The colors for this area are blues, like deep, deep blues and blacks. So Anything in those colors works there. Yeah. At my other house, the house before this one, I had a beautiful black piece of furniture with a piece of artwork that showed like flowing water okay. and a fresh vase. I cannot do that here because it just doesn't lay out the same way. So now I have a bench with a gorgeous piece of artwork and a vase with fresh flowers. Mm. And you can borrow from like either side. I The only thing I don't like in the career area is a lot of earth. Oh. And the reason I will say is I don't like a lot of earth. I don't want you to fill that area up with potted plants because earth dams water. Oh. So when people tell me that they are feeling stuck in their career yeah, and I'm walking into the career area and I'm seeing a whole bunch, it may look beautiful, right? You may walk in and go, this is a biophilic paradise, but yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> earth stops the flow of water. Okay. So it's the only area in your home where I would say I would like to see less plants, hmm. more flowers and vases type things where you can bring in the water element in the vase itself, you know, with the flowers. So it's more about letting water flow in. Right. Okay. Other items that also can represent the water feature, if you don't want to have a vase with water or whatever the case may be, or it doesn't work for you, glossy, you know, glossy finishes represent water. So if you think about like really high shine finishes, mm -hmm. that could be another way both in biophilia and in feng shui to bring in the water element. Acrylic represents water. Glass represents water. Okay. Um, anything clear, you know, anything clear represents water. So you've got a lot of different ways to bring it in without necessarily bringing in water if that does not work for your space. Okay. So th that's a good one for career, you know? And again, yeah. you always want to be thinking flow, 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 good light, you know, in biophilic design, we talk about the Kelvin scale and the ability that light has to either make or break a space. So career is your foyer. It's your entryway. So you want a brighter bulb. Mm. You have given such wonderful tips already with all of this, from the biophilic design, from feng shui, even interior design. I love this trifecta. And I think maybe to round it up, there are just a couple other questions I'd love to ask you. Sure. Okay. I was going to ask you your favorite, your own personal favorite feng shui cures that you implement in your home. So you've talked about the crystals under your pillow. You've mentioned a few things. What are maybe like your top one or two feng shui uh, cures or ideas that you do wherever you go? My number one is to keep the space clear. So wherever I am, if I can use Palo Santo or if I can use smudge sprays, whatever I can use based on where I am, you know, um, is to clear the space first okay. because I need to have that space clear all the time. And 
I love fresh flowers. I, I mean, I am at the store sometimes twice a week if they will. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think fresh flowers are such a simple, easy thing to do that really just makes such a huge difference. Yeah. It really does. And I think the best places to put them, I love them in my kitchen because that's kind of the center of the home. Then if you can, you know, it depends on what you can afford, but I love them in my bedroom on my nightstand. And I love them in my bathroom where I'm getting ready in the morning. Mm. And I love them in my office. So in that order, you know, like if you can't buy them yeah. for everywhere, that's the order I would suggest. Orchids are also amazing if you're going to be at some place long-term or even in your home because they're fresh flowers that last for months. Love it. So, you know, investing in an orchid, I think. I have a beautiful purple orchid right behind where the camera is right now Yeah. in the wealth corner of my desk because you can feng shui okay. your desk just like you can feng shui your entire home. You can feng shui each space. Yeah. So those are two of my favorites that I think are super accessible, super affordable, and just make a big difference. And keeping your space clean. Yes. You know, if you don't keep it clean, it just really affects everything else. So come up with a system, declutter. It's about to be beautiful time of year, springtime, cleaning time, you know, do a really good spring clean, do a really good spring edit. Yeah. And then maintain the system that you come up with. Okay. And it just makes life so much easier, you know, in a hotel room, in an apartment, wherever you are. If, if you can do that, I think life just gets a lot more tolerable. <laughs> No. I love it. That's a message that I've been hearing over and over. And I think it's a message we can hear over and over the, the importance of decluttering and keeping organized, like keeping our spaces clean and clear, just like from a beauty point of view to an energetic point of view. It, it, that feels like this message that I love hearing and getting out there for everybody. Like this, it's one of the biggest ones. I love that. If your surroundings are chaos, you know, I was just being interviewed on a TV show and they're like, how does feng shui interact with spirituality? I'm like, well, think about it. If you're going and doing all this work on yourself and you're coming home to a chaotic environment, then all that Zen is out the door, yeah, you know, because right. you will go into a state of unease all over again, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Right. So keeping your space where you spend the majority of your time in order and decluttered and clean and balanced, you know, is, is going to do wonders for not just you, but everybody in the household, whether it's pets or children. Mm, so good. It's so good. I wanted to ask you, this is a question that I ask everybody on the podcast, because our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker. Mm -hmm. What does being home mean to you? I knew you were going to ask me this question since I am a listener. <laughs> and it's interesting because I was thinking about this in the last few days, and it's changed for me. You know, being home, having been in a home for 25 years and raising our son and listening to the boys outside playing lacrosse and running around and, you know, football and soccer and everything else, that felt like home for so long. Mm. Well, now that we've been empty nesters and we've been moving around and we're finally settled again, it's a very different feeling because there isn't that chaos of the children running around. It's just my husband and I. So to me, the first thing I would say is my husband of 33 years yeah. is home. I need to be in a beautiful environment. I need to feel safe in my environment. And I need to be surrounded by things that mean something to me. I, I've gotten to a point in my life where if it's not serving a purpose, if it's not beautiful, and if it's not meaningful to me, it doesn't belong in my home anymore. Yeah, You know, yeah. I just really want to be surrounded with the things that, that bring something to my life. 
you know, and it's just interesting. It's been very interesting to think about this question because it has changed from having that house full of kids and those noises and that feeling of, you know, dinners and kids playing to a different stage of life. So I do think that being home can feel different at different stages of life. I totally agree with that. It's in the flow. You're being in the flow. Mm -hmm. Trying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You are so delightful. And I appreciate you so much. I'm so excited to point our audience to you. Oh, thank you. And they can discover you. Of course, I'll send them to your Instagram and your website and to all of your things. And I love just the beauty that you're putting out there and the energy. Like, it's all energy. Everything is energy, as we know. And what you are putting together and and sharing with the world is so wonderful. So Alejandra, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. That was fun. It was an adventure, wasn't it? To learn more about Alejandra, visit her website, alejandrabrady.com, or find her on Instagram at Alejandra Brady Lifestyled. Also, be sure to pick up Alejandra's book, I Just Can't Make This Shit Up, Overcoming Fear and Accepting My Spiritual Gifts, which is about her spiritual journey. Also in our show notes, you can discover other episodes we think you might like, such as my chat with feng shui expert Amanda Gibby-Peters. Thank you for listening. It's been such a pleasure, and I've loved being home with you. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.